That's so bad. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of From the Tips. It's me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fabulous co-host, Rick Landis. How we doing, good buddy? Uh, have you finished that thing of I have, yes. Pringles? I have, yes. Um, <laughs> he, just, he just downed it. Was that full or was that just crumbs? No, it was, it was um, about 11 or 12 Pringles, I think. And you just tanked it? Yeah. Not that much. What? That's that. You can eat that in one go. I did it the other day. I just witnessed it. No, that wasn't all of it. That was like like the other day. I took the eleven chips that were in there and I just ate them all at once. Oh my god. That's I'm honestly impressed. Not that bad. Um, I'm doing good though. I'm very tired. No, it's not actually. The very salt that going for helps. Um, I'm doing. I'm exhausted. I'm (laughs) very tired. Yeah. Um, we got a longer weekend this week. Um, thanks to the holiday. Um, thank you again, as always, to those who served. We do appreciate it because it allows us to do stuff like this. And it allows us to not have to get shot at, which I very much appreciate because I don't know how I would handle that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're here. We're tired. It was a long weekend. You're supposed to be rejuvenated from these things, but for some reason, you're always more tired from them. Isn't that wild? I don't understand how that they, works. They specifically made Labor Day for people who work to mm-hmm. not have to work yeah and then poof we're even more tired than we would have been on a normal I know. i'm still i'm still um vying for a four-day work week though that is not a uh, a stance that i'm going to be taking my foot off of um i would love a four-day work week and a three-day weekend every week with no cut and pay which other countries are trying out right now and it seems to be working really well so i would happily work notes. i would happily work four 10-hour days very happily I wouldn't complain with bells on. Yeah, I would. I would do that all the time. That's that fine. Like three day, three day weekends yeah. every week. I feel like would be enough. It'd be I mean, great. Obviously, I feel like we shouldn't have to work at all, but I'm not going to get too, uh, too aggressive into that one. Um, well, see, now here's my question, though, is if you did that, what would the third weekend day be? Would you give it to Monday? Or would you give it to Friday? I think I'd give it to Monday and here's why Monday has, it already has the hatred of most people for being a Monday. Oh yeah. If you give it to a Friday, it's nice, but if you take it away from a Monday, I think for at least a good amount of time that gives people a day that they don't necessarily hate because people aren't going to be like, Oh, it's Tuesday. Like I only have four days of work. It's not that bad. But if you give it to Friday, people still have the Mondays and they can be like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like you're transferring hatred to this new day of the week. Yeah. But speaking of the days of the week. And days I'm that we in. don't hate. What we got? Um, well, tomorrow, today, the day that you're listening to September 7th is definitely a day that Brian does not hate. Um, it's National Beer Lovers Day. Hell yeah. Why has this got to be a weekday? Lovers? 
<laughs> I mean, I have no problem drinking on a weekday. I was gonna say you're probably like, gonna drink anyway. Let's let's not lie to ourselves. Well, um, hey, if the Phils are playing, I gotta, you know, I national, just sit there with water. National salami day. Huh. Pretty big day. Some meats. Um <laughs> National New Hampshire Day. Shout out to all of <laughs> the New Hampshireans out there. Um, I don't know if we have any. <laughs> Like every week though i don't know every week i really don't um <laughs> september 8th we have um uh national pediatric hematology and oncology nurses day so shout out to them um september 9th we have national wiener schnitzel day Woo! happy national wiener schnitzel day if i remember i will also be posting on september 9th um our school pictures from when we were younger because it's national school picture day on september 9th do you have one of me i will find one should i be concerned your grandmother will gladly give me one if i ask for it oh don't do that she's gonna give you the most embarrassing one exactly that's why oh I'm boy do it. Here we um go. and then september 10th we have national tv dinner day i love tv dinners um i think they're super great as a snack they are they're they're awesome um nice appetizer I was gonna say, do you consider those a meal? I don't think no. They're enough. an appetizer for yeah. me. Yeah, they're an appetizer for There's me. There's no like, way that's um, a meal. Like those like lean cuisine things. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat. I'll eat one of those like while I'm making dinner, and then I'll eat dinner. Dude, did that just? It just warms you up. It does. You're it ready your, to go for the meal. Yeah. It's the system ready. And then September 11th, we obviously have 9/11, so we're gonna be remembering remembering that. Um, but I think everybody knows about that one at this point. So. Right on, right on. Me to say it. Also, the day my grandparents come back from Vegas. Nice. I know, right? Um, all righty. Well, thank you for that. And it is time, folks. We have a tour champion as Patty Ice, Patrick Cantlay, takes home the $15 million and is pretty much set for the rest of his life and also be, a yeah. nice shiny trophy. Uh, as he wins the tour championship, thusly crowned the champion of this year's tour with, I believe, four wins this season. That was his fourth win. Yep. That's awesome. First of two of them being in the playoffs. Back to back, back to back playoff W's. Insane. All right. All right, Patty. Ice, that's fine. Just show up when it matters. I love it personally. <laughs> uh, we do have a little bit of beef with it, though, but we will get into that a little bit later. Um, but first off, we just we just got to say, Patty Ice, I honestly sneaky sneaky owned the tour this year yeah definitely or w's i think uh i think he definitely flew under the radar for most of the year and i think it's mostly because of the time that he had off we didn't really have time to see him play uh for a few years there with everything that was going on in his life right so him coming back and obviously he's been on the tour for a few years again now he's not like brand new back but he's kind of getting into his groove it seems like especially with his putter that thing is just unstoppable it was right lights out and the thing about patty ice is when it comes to watching him following him everything like he's a likable guy yeah he doesn't go out of his way to cause anything he's not over the top but he's also he's not boring yeah which i think i appreciate the most about him and why i was i'm super excited that he won the tour championship uh ended up edging out john rom by a single shot uh, he hit that six iron approach on the 18th, that par five to get the 12 feet to set up for a two putt birdie. And it was just, yeah. it was immaculate. It was, it was, yeah, just, it was just artwork. I mean, oh, just 
what I mean, what was the uh oh what was it? He was he's one of like six people to hit the green in two on the weekend for it for the 18th. And not to mention that, if that ball's a few more inches, I think it was to the left. That might be, we might be talking about that being an albatross. Like he barely missed the pin and the ball flew by. But like I think that was him, right? Or was that yeah. John Rom? Yes. No, that that was him. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so we might even be talking about an absolutely dominant victory. Um, and that's what's crazy about that 18th is you miss like just a bit. We're talking about him walking away with a bogey. We have a playoff on our hands. Yeah. That's how like that's when it comes to the 18th at East Lake. That's that's just when something can go so minuscule wrong and backfire completely that's why i love par fives on an 18th though when it's that close because there's so many things that can happen like john rom could have gotten an eagle like anything could have happened to make that just an incredibly awesome finish not that it wasn't but i'm gonna be a little selfish here i would have liked another playoff this year i know we had about 15 million of them this year but i would have liked another one they're fun to watch they are um, maybe not another six to eight hole one like we've had, but maybe like a one to two hole playoff, like just a little something extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a great finish. Um, not taking anything away from Cantlay because he obviously did play really well this week. He's played well all year too. Still, yeah. I still don't like the format though. No, it's yeah, and we let's get in. Let's get into that now. Then, um, quick note before that though. Uh, speaking of like making mistakes on that hole, if you look at where his his tee shot went he was like 20 feet away from going in the water yeah (laughs) i was i was nervous i was (laughs) like that's gonna keep going thank god it stopped but uh no we're absolutely not taking anything away from his effort and the year he's had and the past two tournaments he's had absolutely incredible yes when you look at the leaderboard on thursday and a couple of guys have finished and he's in the lead and tease off in three hours. I don't know. That, not no. thanks to his own doing. It's not like he True. shot 25 under the first three days and everybody else just didn't shoot that well. Like 10 of those strokes that he had weren't even of his doing that week. Like he didn't, he didn't physically do that himself. He was just given them. Technically um, speaking, he should have been T8 with Dustin Johnson. Yeah. And the thing that is frustrating about it. And at the same time, I understand that like we can't have this happen because he hasn't like really won at all this year. He's not a big name, but we were talking about it before we started. Everybody's probably heard about it at this point. Kevin Na shoots 14 under on the weekend. Um, Cause he started at minus two finished at minus 16. Cantley started at minus 10 and finished at minus 21. So he shot three strokes worse than Kevin Na did, and Kevin Na still only got third this week. Now, I mean, it's it's tough to say that I want to like I, like we said we don't want to take anything away from Cantley. He obviously played great all year, which is why he deserved the ten stroke lead to start it off. I just there has to be a way to make it more reasonable. I guess is the word I'm looking for, right? Because there's no reason we should have a guy who's shooting 14 under on the weekend losing to a guy who shot 11 under on the weekend. No, and completely agree. And then also John Rom tied Nob for the 72 hole uh best score yeah. with the uh, with under 14 under. And he came one stroke back of first. 
of yeah. winning. And like we've said before, and we've talked about this, I think, a couple times at this point, uh, the 3-2-1 method. It, it's, yeah. it would have been perfect. This whole 10-stroke thing for first place, I get it. The guy's earned it. He's obviously had a good year to put himself in that spot. That makes sense. But 10 strokes? Do it again. Like It's still the top 30 guys so far this year in the FedEx Cup standings. We're not going to, like, even if the per- uh, the person who's in 30th ends up winning, we're not going to be like, oh, there's no reason that this person should have won over Cantlay because he sucks at golf. Like, it's not like the normal weeks where we have these, we have 160 guys in the field and one of these random Cinderella stories can come out of nowhere and just win every once in a while. We're not going to have that. We're Like, it's not, it's not as random as that. It's one of the top 30 guys this year who all have done enough to earn a spot in this place. And there's no reason that some of them should start off with a 10 stroke deficit. Yeah, completely agree. Um, And it's just one of those things where it's like a guy like Kevin, Na having that kind of tournament Mm -hmm. should be, in the conversation at the top of leaderboard and not end up finishing where he ended up finishing, which I believe was third. He probably should have been in second or first Uh, because how many strokes did John Rom get? I forget. He would have got nine. Wasn't he He second? Yeah. Yeah. So he had nine, which means Kevin Nah probably should have walked away with this tournament (laughs) if it was just a flat, nothing like that. It's almost like a handicap. Method for guys that definitely don't need handicaps. Yes, exactly. (laughs) If they're a negative handicap index, they shouldn't be getting strokes. Yeah. Let's just put it out there. Kevin Kevin Na has won this year, and we talked about it earlier in the year. The chances of you winning a tournament are so incredibly low because you have people that are going to win multiple times. You have people that aren't going to win at all, but you do have like 160 people in the field every week. Kevin Na has a win this year, so – he's clearly able to do it when situations are, are like in the right spot, I guess, or whatever. But like, why, like no one would be mad if Kevin not won this week. I don't think anyone would have been. I would have been. I think the PGA tour just needs to think about it. And obviously this is significantly better than the old point system where you could win this tournament and still lose the FedEx cup, which I just don't understand how they thought that was a good idea at all. Um, But things need to be worked. Things need to be changed. Um, and not in the way of them policing what people say at tournaments. Um, I don't know if you heard about that. Stupid. Um, yes. Also stupid. Uh, PGA tour has a lot of work to do. That's pretty much what it boils down to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Kevin, Nod did still walk away with $4 million. So I don't think he's too upset. He's probably not like super upset. But I yeah, bet he is looking at first place and like, see, four million cool and all, but like that's fifteen million dollars. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. almost four times as much as I made this week. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, that's fifteen million dollars. My God, it's just it's hard to wrap your head around exactly how much money that is. Uh, but I do want to continue the positives of Patty Ice because we do like him, and it's obviously nothing against him what he did with the ten strokes or whatever. He, in his career, had to come back from what was almost career-ending back pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at the beginning of his career, which I don't know what year this would have been. Um, Yeah, I can't tell what year it was. Uh, But at the beginning of his career, he had really bad back pain. And it was really harming his golf game. So he goes to the doctor. He turned pro in 2012. 
Yes, he turned pro in 2012. So at the beginning of his career, so from 2012, probably to about 2014, 2015. He went to a doctor and uh, his doctor was like, well, when does it hurt? And he goes, I mean, when I'm golfing, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the doctor asked him what makes him feel better. And he's like, not golfing. <laughs> so obviously for a professional golfer, not great. Yeah. Not awesome. Could be better. Uh, and the doctor told him that he should take a full year off. And he had already been out for 18 months, almost two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he ends up actually taking the year off. And he comes back and he slowly makes his way, slowly makes his way to where he's at now, where it's completely worked out, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he's tweaked his swing a little bit to save his back, which I think is obviously helping him get this longevity. Um, but the fact that he's able to kind of like tell the story, joke about it, and instead it not completely kill his golf career and he's uh, somewhere, some small town being a golf pro is awesome. Um, do you know if that back injury was related at all to the accident? I'm not sure. So for um, those that don't know, um, also another reason that I think Cantlay is just a monster out there because the mental fortitude it would take to come back from this is insane in itself. Um, Patrick Cantlay's old caddy used to be his best friend. Um, his best friend, I forget if it was an accident or if his best friend just got hit by a car, um, but he did die. So Cantlay took some time off because of that. Mm-hmm. Coming back from that, losing a best friend and a caddy, you're seeing that guy pretty much every day. Um, oh, guarantee it. Not every day. Um, losing someone like that and then finding someone who's able to replace that, I think is the tough part. Finding someone who you're obviously going to have these expectations in your head of, I really want to get along with my caddy, which everyone does, obviously. Mm-hmm. But comparing them to someone who's used to be your best friend like that's tough um so props to him for figuring that out and finding someone that he clicks with well enough and not letting that bother him because i know if that was me every time i would step out there i'd be thinking about them yeah uh and obviously when you go through this much turmoil and uh, adversity at the beginning of your career most people are just going to wash their hands of golf and walk away which I don't think anybody would have judged him for doing, but instead he came back at it. He just kept working and slowly climbed up the ranks of the PGA tour and is now tour championship, uh, yeah, championship, yep. the tour champion, $15 million later. And he's the tour championship. It's the, it's the Patty ice award. Now we've renamed it, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Patrick Cantlay getting it done, taking it home. Uh, I, I would, I would say we could harp again, on the scoring system, but we've just done it so much. So there's really no need to keep bringing that back up. So we're going to talk about some fun stuff that happened. Um, what, what should I start with first? The Joaquin, the Brooks or the Bryson? Um, let's start with Bryson, get him out of the way. We'll get, we'll get Bryson out of the way as soon as possible here. <laughs> so the Bryson scenario. So Bryson, obviously being the weird guy, he is very scientific, very uh, seeing out of the box, if you will. He decides on what day would this have been? Was this Saturday? I think it was yes, Saturday. on Saturday. He decides to attack the 18th, the one where he is one of six players to reach the 18th green in two on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he decides to play it his tee shot on the 10th fairway, taking the water out of the equation, also being able to go longer 
and set up uh, what I guess he thought would be a better shot onto the green. So here's what ends up happening, apparently. I'm not quite sure, but either way. He hits his tee shot onto the 10th fairway. I don't know if it hits fairway, rolls off, but it was actually in the rough of the 10th hole. Um, So what ends up happening is they go to find his tee shot. Can't find it. Interesting. Everybody's looking. I'm talking, when I say everybody, I mean, Justin Thomas was looking for this man's ball. And it went, went well over the three minutes allotted for a player to look for their ball before having to take a drop. No, really? Bryson took extra time? Yeah, who would have thought, right? And so it was determined by rules officials that a fan had walked by and picked up the ball and walked away with it, which, by the way, what fan in their right mind at a PGA Tour event is going to see a ball and go, oh, hey, look, yeah. free ball. Oh, look, free this ball. is a public course. But <laughs> Apparently they saw it on camera. I don't know how, how much I believe it, but apparently. I don't believe it at all, but I digress either way. Um, and he's awarded after taking, I think it was around seven minutes. Awarded a free drop. Which then he gets on into. And here's, I got to readjust. Uh, here's my <laughs> problem. I really got to know, where's the footage of the fan picking up the ball? I feel like we should be able to see that haven't seen it yet yeah where's the footage and my second question goes back to what i said a couple seconds ago what fan in their right mind is at a pga tour event sees a ball and goes i'm gonna pick that up that's a free i'm definitely ball. gonna pick that no up. one's looking for that ball <laughs> no one's out no one's gonna look for this ball a bridgestone no one hits a bridgestone no one no one i'd be one of theirs <laughs> what bridgestone <laughs> who who plays bridgestones oh right tiger either way um but like it's just it it's aggravating to me because i'm wondering a where the footage is and b why he was allowed to go over the allotted amount of time for a search yeah i don't know um for me the frustrating part isn't necessarily that situation in itself because i don't see them doing anything different for any other golfer um Maybe speeding them up a little bit because he's a little sensitive. But other than that, I don't see them handling the situation any any different, really. Um, the thing that frustrates me about it is the PGA Tour came out with a statement that anybody who calls Bryson Brooksy or Brooks or anything of the type will be kicked out of a tournament by the PGA Tour, not by Bryson telling you to get out, not by fans booing you out, whatever. The PGA Tour will send security to come take you out if they hear you yelling, Brooksy. You can't put yourself out in these scenarios taking seven minutes to find your ball, purposely hitting into another fairway and somehow getting a free drop out of it. You can't do that kind of stuff and not expect people to make fun of you for it when you're the most hated guy out on tour right now. Because it's absolutely ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. How do you feel about the PGA Tour stepping in and saying that? I, well, that's that's what I'm saying is the PGA Tour literally protecting this man with bubble wrap and pillows and being like, oh, you can't hurt our little Bryson's feelings. It He gets sad. Do I look like I give a damn? Be a grown, be an athlete, be a grown up, take the heckles as they come and just play 
golf. People deal with so much more than being called a different name. Justin Thomas literally lost his main sponsor earlier this year for one word that he said, and he didn't stop hearing about it for weeks. Didn't hear any complaints out of him. And he He knows it was on him. Bryson is like the problem with this is PGA tour thinks Bryson is innocent in this situation. And he's been clapping back just as much as Brooks has. And just as much as the fans have not even two months ago, he tweeted the thing about being rent free in Bryson's and Brooks's head two months ago. Like, like I know a lot of things can change in two months, but like you're clearly not this sensitive little baby that we think you are because you're still trying to come back with these things. I do think it's overplayed. I do think that there's really no point in people still calling him that um, besides just being jerks. It's a bit overdone now. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's really no point to keep doing it. Do I think the PGA tour should step in? No, I don't think they should. I think it should just be left up to, to the players, but whatever, not my, not my spot. Do I believe in leagues protecting their players? Yes. I believe in that on kind of a more aggressive front, though. Like if, say, a fan was physically assaulting Bryson, then step yeah. in. Or if it, if something was being said that is like incredibly offensive or could like actually cause him some type of harm. Yeah. Then if, yeah, step if in. If they're throwing beers at him, if they're telling your mama jokes, exactly. Like, yes. Stuff like that. Like. Yeah. Unless the Yo Mama jokes are funny, then yeah, let it fly. If, if you laugh, you can't you can't be mad about it. If they're it. good, they're good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But <laughs> unless it's something that like is actually a problem, they shouldn't step in. No. Like I said, I don't think people should still be saying it. There's really no reason to at this point. It was no. it was funny the first few weeks. Now it's just like, what's the point? It's overdone. Um you overcooked that bird, you know? Yeah. Which and is if fine. we're gonna there's always gonna be those people that are overcooking it. Yeah. Um but um, and if we're going to, if we're going to keep comparing it to like the JT thing, what JT, what he was called on Twitter, the egregious things that were said about JT on the internet, mm-hmm. that is serious stuff. Yeah. Whether you, I mean, obvi- obviously what he said, he shouldn't have said everything like that. Um, and anybody can believe what they want to believe, but that stuff, he was threatened on the internet yeah you're telling me that a guy who's just getting called a nickname of a fellow golfer you're you're gonna make a a full statement yeah that's insane i mean come on they said less about jt than they have been about bryson which is ridiculous they said way less about jt now whether it's because they want everybody to forget about it that's totally different story Mm -hmm. but just one of those things where this seems like such a minuscule problem that's being highlighted because a he won't stop complaining and b the PGA Tour stepped in on I think something that was unnecessary to step into. Yeah, I don't think there was any reason to. Um, I don't want to give him too much of the spotlight because we talk about him every week. Too much air. Uh, what I will talk about is my sadness for my man Brooks having to withdraw this week. Yes. Uh, so Brooks Kepka on what was that Friday? Friday he withdrew. Yeah. Friday. Uh, on Friday, he is on hole. Let's take a gander. I have it here. Where'd it go? He was on hole, I believe, 12. 
had a little uh, approach shot. And he was next to a tree, but like you couldn't really see anything on the ground. Uh, if you want like to uh, check shot. the video, it's on Twitter. Um, and he lines up his shot. He swings. And if you watch the video, I actually slowed it down in slow motion. His hands come snapping forward. His hands and his wrists come just snapping forward. And yeah. then the club goes after the club got what looks like stuck in the ground. Yeah. What actually ended up happening was he hit a root that he didn't know was there. And if you look at the video, it doesn't look like there's a root there at no, all. You can't see anything. You can't see anything. So I don't blame him for that. Um, and the club goes flying. It turns out he, I believe, fractured his wrist or was it a clean break? I don't don't remember hearing that it was broken. Well, I kind of wish was it was broken because I, I, I hope it's broken because I know I know worse. I heard it's the same wrist that he had issues with before. He did have yeah. surgery on this before. Yeah, I don't remember hearing it being broken necessarily. Uh, well, either either way. Yeah, he might need surgery again. Either way, his his wrist ended up becoming injured and he had to withdraw. Also postponing his match with Dave Portnoy that was supposed to occur this week or weekend. One of those actually supposed to happen tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. So it was supposed to happen tomorrow. That's obviously been postponed due to his injury. Um, and it sucks. It does. And at, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm not the biggest Brooks guy, but that sucks for the game of golf. Cause he's one of the most exciting golfers to watch. And you never want to see anyone get injured. No, you never want to see anyone. Like we even said it with Bryson and Patrick Reed when they were out the past few weeks like you never want to see it like you want to see everybody be healthy you want to see the best competition be out there and be like have the best golf on television so you never want to see it it's good timing and it's bad timing because it happened in the middle of the tour championship he wasn't really in contention though so it didn't really matter too much except for his earnings which he still got almost four hundred thousand dollars for coming in last and withdrawing so again i don't think he really cares that much yeah um I don't remember where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so train of thought again. So, so with the Patrick Reed thing, uh, totally agree. We never want to see anybody go down, but I just want to do mention there is news on the Patrick Reed front as he did end up playing uh, at the tour championship uh, came in 25th, which he said was an encouraging sign, which I agree with. He had double pneumonia. So he had yeah, pneumonia in both of his lungs. Yeah. Um, and he was asked, uh, he said, quote, I definitely feel like I'm way ahead of where I should. I would say everyone expected me to be health wise and to have two weeks at home to grind and get ready. He has no doubt that if he's voted onto the Ryder cup team, which we will get into that, he'll be 100%. That's awesome. First and foremost. And we don't even like Patrick Reed. Yeah. He had double pneumonia. Yeah. And he's back playing and is, and is healthy and happy and feels like he can golf at a competitive level. Yeah. That's great. For him. I love that. Um, but yeah, it, it really sucks for Brooks and the game of golf because a, that match against Dave Portnoy was going to be exciting. And B, we wanted to see him in the Ryder cup. Yeah. I know I wanted to see him in the Ryder cup. I needed him on that team. Yeah. I, I think the only thing holding Brooks back from being one of the best right now is just injuries. It seems like every other month he has a serious injury that he needs to take some time off for. And like he's shown, obviously, that he can be dominant. He has four major trophies. So like it's not not the hardest thing in the world for him to win a major. But he's just been so injured recently. And it's always the same things, I think, which is the problem. They're nagging. That's the the big problem. Like it's never a new injury. And every time you get an injury in the same spot, it's just going to take longer to get better. 
every time so, uh, it's i'm it's hoping a, it's not yeah. like a super bad injury i'm hoping it's not even related to what it was before mm-hmm. um but hoping for the best obviously yeah and when it comes down to it and what we what we know from all major sports is you're right the reoccurring injuries are the worst ones mm-hmm. if you hurt something and then a little bit farther down the road or whatever hurts something else your your recovery time is going to be shorter Unless you're Thomas you, Davis. Unless you're Thomas Davis. Um, <laughs> Three ACLs? Come on. <laughs> and still playing? How is that possible? After like 16 years? Like, I don't, the man's a robot at this you point. You bionic man, you. <laughs> um, yeah, unless you get pieced together with duct tape, like, like PD. <laughs> but it, it's the same knee. It's now the same wrist. And then the knee's also causing hip problems, which we know in Brooks as well. So, you're right. We just need him to stay healthy and hopefully he can. I'm, I don't know if there's like different exercises he can do or stretching or whatever to keep him healthier. But my concern is his career is going to be shorter than most would think because of these reoccurring injuries. Yeah. For which sure. would stink because, like I've said, he's one of the most exciting golfers to watch and one of the most followed golfers on the tour. Yep. Without a doubt. And, you know, that's, that's why he's highly talked about highly touted um you know who should be followed more especially because you don't have to pay as much attention joaquin neiman you damn right now what you need is two hours of time now joaquin neiman apparently apparently on sunday because he was pretty much just out of it at this point he ended up finishing in last i think he was like 26th going into sunday yeah yeah uh he attempted to play sunday as fast as he could and you want to know what? I would have done the same thing. He broke the record. An hour and 53 minutes is what it took him to play 18 He beat it by like four, like four minutes or something like that. Yeah, like uh, he had time to spare. Yeah. Um, and so apparently he and his caddy prepared for it by doing this. <laughs> they lightened the bag. So he had no rain cover, no umbrella, one glove, a handful of tees, and only three golf balls <laughs> at East Lake. I love that. Three golf balls. I'm losing all three. Yeah, like how? That quickly with three golf balls. And the thing is, is like on the tour, if you run out of golf balls, you have to withdraw. Yeah. You can't go run and get some more balls. That's not how that works. Whatever you take out with you is what you got. He brought a sleeve, one sleeve of balls on East Lake. That's confidence. Water everywhere. (laughs) He had enough confidence in his golf game. To go out there with three golf balls and finish eighteen and, holes in and just two finish, hours. <laughs> like just the. Fact you see the videos of him running, like I, he would he would hit a tee shot, see where it lands, and then they would literally be running to the next to the next spot. I mean, it was incredible. It was it was honestly it was, fun to watch. Yeah, I kind of wanted the camera to be like I wanted there to be like the regular coverage, and then like in the bottom we right needed corner, a featured group is what we yes. needed a featured group of walking even because he was by himself just running up and down the course. I want to watch that over everybody else. I, that's what I'm saying. I need the regular <laughs> coverage and then a little camera in the bottom right of the screen of just Joaquin. <laughs> that's live it. footage of Joaquin. <laughs> live footage of him running down the golf course <laughs> like a maniac. What's even more impressive is the fact that he pars seven in a row. Yeah. Ends up doubling eight. Unfortunately pars nine. And then goes and pars five in a row. And then birdies. Yeah, he shot plus four on the day and playing 18 holes under two hours. What? 
Ex- excuse me? That's incredible. I mean, That's I guess incredible. anyone can that can hit that shot that he hit on Saturday. That's Saturday, true. I think it was. Yeah. Um, is going to be able to do that. That was just an insane shot. For those that don't know, go ahead and take a look at PGA Tour's Instagram. He basically just wraps it around a tree and then drains it. Like, excuse me? Should be illegal. Million years, I'll never hit that shot. On top of that, the Victor Hovland over the tree? Yeah. What? <laughs> the trees were put there for a reason, gentlemen. You're not supposed to be You're able to do that. supposed to be in your way. <laughs> That's like... Make him look like a fool. <laughs> you make me look like an idiot, okay? I can't get over trees. I have to go under them. Like somebody who's thinking logically here. Victor Hovland's about 10 feet away from a tree. He's like, I can get over that. I, I can get high enough. <laughs> <laughs> I got that in the bag and then drains it. But I don't think so. That's not okay. But yeah, Joaquin Neiman ends up breaking the record for the shortest round with an hour and 53 minutes. Held by our man, Kevin Na, who came in third this week. That's true. And Kevin Na, we know he picks up the pace. That man, that man can golf fast. Oh, yeah. Picks up minutes gained on the green, I feel like, should be a stat. Kevin Na would lead it. Kevin Kevin Na stayed on that trophy. He would lead it by like an hour. Every (laughs) every week, he'd lead it by like an hour. You know that uh, that Aeon, like, um, most, like, strategic golfer of the year thing? How, like, Matt Wolf won that? We we need to have, like, the most, like, the shortest time playing average. Shortest collective time. And golfed <laughs> golfed this year the most efficient golfer of the year award and you have to like make like a certain amount of weekends like obviously yeah. we can't take there's a cut off the yeah. thursday friday yeah. guys like <laughs> yeah like it's just top 30 I, the guys in the top 30 i need that i the need guys it. the guys in the top 30 for the fedex cup you you go based off that you know kevin Oz taking that trophy oh, 10 times out of 10 year. every year you know who's never gonna win it bryson bryson yeah um all right, to move forward, what else we got here? Um, oh, last little bit on the tour championship, the Brooks Kepka butterfly thing. That oh, was yeah, super fun. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you should have by now because I think it was from Thursday or Friday. I forget which day. But he's got about a 20-foot putt. As soon as this thing leaves his putter's club face, a butterfly, just right over top of the ball. Just look, it looks like the butterfly is pushing this ball into the hole. It's like, come with me. We're making this putt. We're going he into the hole. It, of course. And the PGA did such a cool thing where they had a, they had a shot tracer on the putt and the butterfly. <laughs> Loved it. Loved every second of it. It was so much fun. This is why golf can be fun, folks. I promise you, it can you be. Gotta find, you just got to find stuff. You just got to find the happiness, you know? And he laughed about it because it literally looked like the butterfly was just pushing his ball, rolling it to the hole. Yeah. Which and he made awesome. the putt. So like. And he made the putt. So obviously he's happy about it. Uh, but that was an awesome moment. Just a little last bit of happiness of a tour championship. But yes, congratulations to Patty Ice for the $50 million. Good for you. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, okay. So up next. Oh. <laughs> it's Brian's time to shine, baby. Real, real quick for reference before we get into this little part here of Brian's. Um, we started. We started this podcast around 9.15. It's a late one. Um, before we started, we talked about making it a little bit shorter. Brian said his goal is to be done by 10. It is 9.52 currently, and we're about to get 9.53, and we're about to get into the Ryder Cup. So when I get to bed at 11 o'clock tonight, you guys know why. <laughs> Buckle up, baby! It's Ryder Cup time! Come on! 
It's going to be great. Uh, so, yeah, the Ryder Cup's coming up. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, just letting you know now. No idea. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, one of the guaranteed six will not be able to be there as Brooks has had to uh, withdraw from the Tour Championship and the Ryder Cup. So we only have five guaranteed right now, leaving open five spots. Five spots. That was a lot of head math for me, apparently. So those five guaranteed right now are Colin Marikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, and Patty Ice. I love it. Uh, Colin Marikawa first in Ryder Cup scoring this year, so good for him. That, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I don't. I'm not quite sure how that point system works. Yeah, I've never. I haven't really looked into it. It's weird, and I don't know the specifics of it, but it is what it is. Uh, so let's get into some of the projected guys for the rest of the list and who we think is going to make it. So there are three guys that this golf.com article is considering guaranteed vote-ins uh, or captain's picks. Uh, one being Jordan Spieth. When he was asked if he was expected to be chosen, he said, quote, me and JT have been joking with Strick for a while now about sending him our best ball scores when one of us plays really well and the other doesn't. And I feel like Justin might withdraw from the team if he doesn't pick me. So I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> so um, I did know that JT and Jordan Spieth are kind of like best buddies. Um, so I think that would really work out. Plus Jordan Spieth has had an incredible year and I think he's deserved a spot on the Ryder cup team. Um, another guy would be Xander X going to give it to you. Not only did he bring a gold medal for the States. Okay. How about a Ryder cup for X here? Um he said, quote, I'm not going to be as confident as the other boys in their interviews about being on the team, but I feel good. Uh, and he said that after a closing 64. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Just, you know, fired up 64. Not a big deal. Um, and then another one would be Tony Finau, who finished number seven in the Team USA rankings after winning the Northern Trust. Uh, basically, it's, he's pretty much a shoe in to be on the team. When he was asked, he said, quote, I've just got to bring my best stuff and be ready to play whenever my name is called. Again, it will be an exciting thing if I were to get picked, and I would very much love to be a part of that team. I think Tony Finau, I mean, yeah, I should, should be, be a shoe-in. For sure. Um, so the next guys, these aren't, these aren't like the immediate duh they're in, but they're still the guys who are like, I feel like, yeah, they should be in. Uh, so – Coming in here, Harris English uh, ended up finishing T18 at East Lake, and uh, was the next man up in Ryder Cup rankings at number 10 uh, over the last three months. English strokes gain numbers are better than any other American except for Patty Ice, and he's likely to be uh, be uh, is likely to be in, but played it cool post round. When he was asked, he said, "Quote." I'll just wait the next couple of days. We'll see what happens. Obviously, some guys playing good this week that could jump up there, so we'll see. A little coy for uh, literally dominating this year as the strokes gain numbers are better than any American other than Patty Ice. Good for you, Harris. Okay, right on. Uh, we got a couple more guys here of note. Daniel Berger, Patrick Reed, Kevin Na, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he's made a strong case with some top 10 finishes in each of the last three majors and a run of consistent play. I would like Scotty Scheffler in there. Do I, I think he's do I think he's a shoe in? Ah. Well, I'd be like see. a nine or ten, nine or ten pick. I think I could definitely see him as a um, ten. I think the two guys that I would like to see that aren't guaranteed yet would be Scotty and Cokes. 
Yeah, so Jason Kokrak is on the bottom of this list for guys. Uh, so this list finishes off actually really funny. Um, so it goes Webb Simpson, if you value experience. Jason Kokrak, if you value course fit. Sam Burns, if you value a fine mustache. And that's how the list ends. So Sam Burns, okay, guys. So Sam Burns. So I one, value a fine so mustache. one less spot because we got to have a good mustache. There has to be at least one good mustache on this and team. And God knows it's not going to be Patrick Green. It's not going to be Patrick Green. Tell you that right now. Clean shaven. Sam baby. Burns. Man has a fine mustache. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I, you guys know I'm excited for the Ryder Cup, obviously. It's literally all I think about day and night. It's, I, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> um, but it does suck with Brooks not being able to be there. Yeah. Um, just because I think he would have really helped this team. Um, but I do think that we're stacked. If the guys at the bottom of the maybe could be in list are Webb Simpson, Jason Kokrak, and Sam Burns, we're doing all right. Yeah. The we're only issue, good. the only issue that I would have is the Ryder Cup. Obviously, you want to win, but you also want to have some good personalities out there to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh if Harris English and um Webb Simpson are on the team. That's just probably about the least amount of personality that you could have from two guys on tour. Those so two those would, two are like saltine crackers. Honestly, if the choice was between either of them and like Jason Kokrak and Scotty Scheffler, I think I would I think I would go with them. I think I'd uh, go Harry Coates Higgs. and Scheffler just because of personality. Cause I do think that well, Harry Higgs too, yeah. Um, because I do think that you want personality as much as you want good golfers and i don't think that webb and harris are significantly better golfers to the point where you could justify that at least for me that's how i would be thinking as a captain like i want to have the fans into it i want to have everybody else into it too like you don't want to just have people walking around being boring the whole time well that's kind of the beauty of the Ryder cup and why i love it so much is it's like the 16th hole at the waste management manifests into an entire tournament yeah that's the beauty of the Ryder Cup is everybody's involved. Everybody's rooting for their home country, and it's awesome. Yeah. That's why we need Harry Higgs on this team. Facts. Here's, here's why. I'm going to explain it to you, uh, Steven Stricker, so listen up. You ever seen this man on a golf course carry himself with the swag he carries? Can you imagine that man donning the red, white, and blue of this very proud country with that deep, unbuttoned polo? Just rocking chest all over the place. You don't want that on your team? Why? Why do you not? I can't. Like he, he literally is, when I think of America, it is a bald eagle landing on Harry Higgs' shoulder. And I stand by that. There's no better description of America. <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's all you need. <laughs> that is, is a perfect replication of America. Is a bald eagle landing on the shoulder. Of Harry Higgs. Have we lost our minds at this 10 p.m.? Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> I'm okay. Rick's okay. Sure. We're fine. Uh, just to get into the last bits of the episode here, touch on the women's game as they had their Ryder Cup called the Solheim Cup. Uh, unfortunately, the U.S. team couldn't get it done in Toledo, uh, probably because it was in Ohio. Pick a more boring place, please, I guess. Um, but they unfortunately couldn't get it done after going down three on Saturday for the foursomes. They did end up tying the Saturday four ball, but 
they were still down three going into Sunday where they did gain two points back in the Sunday foursomes and only lost by one point in the Sunday four ball. But on Monday, when it came down to it in the Monday singles, all they could do was tie to lose to Europe 15, 13, uh, Nelly Corda and her sister, uh, Jess Corda killed it. I, I think they won every single one of their matches. If I'm looking no at this there. right. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, no um, yeah, they put they put the quarter sisters together on Saturday for the foursomes. They actually ended up losing by one oh. uh, when they were put together. But after that, they won all of their matchups. Um, yep. Win, win. Yep. And win again. And one more win for good measure. Yeah, they ended up winning all their matchups for the rest of the time, uh, which is interesting. They didn't win the time they were together, which I find yeah. fascinating. Yeah, maybe. But it is what it is. Um, so what's cool about the Solheim Cup is, you know how excited I get about the Ryder Cup. This was so cool. I don't know if you saw any of the footage, but there was the the one video. I think it was one of the quarter sisters just like dancing on the tee box. I did not see that. It was That's awesome. Fun. The, the energy was so lively. It was like the Ryder Cup. So and tell me, tell me how we can see Webb Simpson and Harris English dancing on a tee box. Like, come thank on. you. Exactly. You That's know who will dance? The man that rode his driver down the fairway, Harry Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by this. Okay. I need him in there. Um, Harry, Harry Hicks for Ryder Cup. That's the name of the episode now. I don't care about the rest of what we talk Starting about. Starting a hashtag. Starting hashtag Harry Higgs for Ryder Cup. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of super cool to see the amount of support and energy they had at the Solheim Cup. Uh, just because we constantly talk about it, the women's game is so incredible to watch. Yeah. And it's no different when it comes to their version of the Ryder Cup. Uh, the Solheim Cup, it, it had so many really cool highlights, and I really appreciated watching it. I think um, it's watched too much of it. Uh, my golf watching weekend started off really bad with the power being out. Um, yeah. Did we did have no power game. for a while there. Um, so my power came on like Friday at like four o'clock, four 30, I think. Um, which at that point, a lot of the golf was already done for the <laughs> first two days. Mm -hmm. So bad start for me. I got, I watched as much as I could. You good. I just knocked my lamp over. <laughs> um, not a good start for me. I watched as much as I could. And I watched the finish um, on Sunday for sure. Cause I definitely had to get that in. Um, but yeah, a good weekend of golf. Um, I wish I could have watched a little more of the Solheim cup besides just the highlights that I saw, but. Right. Yeah. But even the highlights, they were just super, super cool. And if this, if this kind of stuff doesn't motivate you to watch the women's game, I don't know what will, cause the golf that they pull off there is yeah. awesome. I really, I really do. Um, and, and Rick will probably come with me. I really do want to go to an LPGA event. Uh, oh, and there is one actually coming up in October at Seaview in Jersey, where uh, yeah. for the Hack Across America tour, we played at, which October would be super would be cool. A great time to go watch golf. Wouldn't it be an incredible time to go watch golf? It was so hot while we were there. So hot. <laughs> oh, it was awful. But like something like that would be super cool to go to, mostly because I want to see that course get played the right way instead of yeah. how I did it. <laughs> which was a lot more rough than way. you had. Yeah, with more rough than I had, and we still were losing balls that should be findable. <laughs> uh, I think it was Colin had a shot that, that day that we played there that was like a foot off the fairway. Couldn't find it. <laughs> Couldn't find it. It was gone. It was gone forever. Poof. 
Um, but to wrap up the episode with the two-man scramble, we only have one question, but it's a doozy. Ooh. Rick, let me give this one to you. What professional sport mascot, the four major sports in America, would you want to be your caddy and why? Oh, my hip just popped. Um, that's a tough one. I got to think about that. Um, I'd say I'd have to either go with the Chicago Bulls mascot or the Fanatic for the okay. sole reason of they would be a great time out on the course. Oh, absolutely. Um, they would Hands be down. messing with the, my playing partner the entire time, which I would love because I love chaos and I love watching people get angry for no That's reason. So true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. But yeah, that would probably, it'd probably be either one of them. Um, have you seen like the videos of the Chicago Bulls mascot? Like, dumb yeah, up? he's fun. He's got a huge TikTok following. Mascots are the best because they can just get away with whatever they want. It seems as like. gritty. I think he's actually like committed murder at this point. No one's asked about it. <laughs> they just like, it seems like they have all these problems and then the, the suits just get like dropped. Like there's no issues. I don't understand. Cause who's suing a mascot? Come on. Like what? You who's doing popcorn that? on me. <laughs> oh no. That's super sad. Oh no. You got some. free Shut popcorn. Up. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. At all. <laughs> have you seen those videos of the popcorn though? Yeah. Especially the Chicago Bull mascot. Oh, he goes in. It's so funny. It's so funny. I don't know how you can be mad about that. How do you can? And that's why the suits get dropped. <laughs> um, for me, I want to say gritty, but A, I don't want my playing partner to wind up missing. And when I ask gritty, he doesn't tell me <laughs> that he ended up actually drowning my playing partner because he's an agent of chaos. So instead, I want even more chaos, but kind of on a childish side. So for those of you that are Philadelphia area residents or anywhere kind of on the eastern part of Pennsylvania, Reading, Pennsylvania has a minor league baseball team known as the Reading Phillies or the Reading Fightins nowadays. They have this mascot group called the Galapagos Gang. They are big inflated mascots. <laughs> a couple of them have like long tongues one's like really tall and one like swallows people oh i've seen that one i want that whole group to be my caddy to just witness the chaos that ensues the so, one that swallows things just going to regurgitate my bag incredible just eats it takes it up to the next spot just, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's what i'm imagining just like I'm just there hey can i get my six hour yeah give me a sec yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want i want the galapagos gang as best that's, my, a, good as pick. that's a good pick for sure for those of you that don't know who the galapagos gang are google it it's it, it's awesome it's funny um other than that i think this does wrap up this episode of from the tips yes it do all right guys just again thank you so much for listening as always your support means the most to us uh, please go follow us on Instagram so that we can talk to you guys so you can see our content, kind of get an idea of what's going on. We post a bunch. We post a bunch on the story, kind of have fun with it. Uh, so just give us a follow at from the tips underscore pod on Instagram. And also the road to 1000 listens is still underway. We are in the high 800s here. Ooh, let's get it. to those low 900s and let's get to that 1K mark. Huh? How about, about it? it? Also, it's easy. Also, a quick PSA for everybody before we uh, wrap this thing up completely. The golf season now has officially ended. Um, if you didn't pick up on that by the fact that it is the FedEx Cup Championship. Uh, so the new season will be starting up. Uh, it 
probably won't be as interesting as the finish or even close to as interesting as this whole season that we've had, but we'll keep you guys updated on things that are going on because there might be times where there's just absolutely nothing going on. And we'll just have to let you guys know about that. But and uh, that stuff happens, man. Just a it heads does. up. Things happen. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah upcoming, the upcoming podcast schedule might get a bit weird. We don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated though. Keep updated on the page. Like Brian said, thanks for listening. Um, keep listening. Keep showing us to your friends. Uh, we love doing this. This is a lot of fun for us. Hence why I'm up at t- past 10 o'clock on a, on a day before I have to go into work at 5 a.m. He's um, never up this late, folks. He's doing this tough. for you. Yeah, I'm doing this for you guys because I love you. The, it, I, your eyes. That was, that was so heartfelt. That was, I felt that. In my did you soul. see through the closed eyelids? Was that? Because <laughs> he's already sleeping. I love you. Did you, did you, did you, did you drink the NyQuil already? Did you drink no, the NyQuil I actually already? don't think I need it right now. Oh, that's awesome. We're going to help. Yeah. We're going to help uh, Rick here and you're going to help him capitalize on that tiredness. Thank you for listening again. This has been from the tips. We go. Thanks, guys. See you later.